Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. So this is going to come as zero surprise to probably anyone listening, including you, Samantha. But I have a post-it note on my computer that is, it's called Nerd Cred. And it just has random assortment of things. Okay. And, you know, it, it makes sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to probably anyone else. But it has like, I survived the snap, the Thanos snap. I just keep track of these things. So, my question for you today is, do you have a favorite X-Man character or do you have one that people tell you that's who you would be? And I will tell you why I'm asking this. This is a very... Especially knowing the topic we're about to jump into, this is really left-filled. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been told I am like a character, but we know typically when an Asian character is introduced and that's that one representative character, people Mm -hmm. automatically be like, you, Asian person, that's you, right? Uh, Which is what I know of the original Wolverine story where he Uh goes to Japan, which I am not Japanese, as a reminder, and Mm -hmm. they're all way cooler than me. It's also one of those storylines that I'm like, he sleeps with a very young girl and I'm very disturbed by this whole plot line because they're forcing a romance that's obviously not really a thing for them. Right. Side note. (laughs) But would I? I don't think I would be... I don't know. No one's ever said, you remind me of this superhero character. So I can't really say to that. My favorite, I do love Jean Grey. Her complexity is very unique. But I also love Elliot Page's character. Because I think it's really cool that they yeah. are able to go through walls. Yeah, Rogue was my favorite. Rogue originally did that in the comics. Not to be that person, but... Um, you, you are but that I person. am that person. You are that person. 
take pride in that. I try to be a nice version of that person. <laughs> yeah, when I was growing up, I loved X-Men. I did read the comics and Rogue was my favorite. I do think her storyline is really interesting now that I'm older. Because in the movies, yeah, she does choose to give up her powers, mm-hmm. essentially for a boy. <laughs> yeah, I guess to be able to touch people, though, in yeah, general. Yeah, no, that's the thing is like, I get it. It does suck. But it also makes her extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Or she can be. But mm-hmm. I highly recommend, Samantha, that next time when we can all hang out in person again and we go to our local bar, ask Ben Bolin what your X-Man is. Because he he's the reason I know. He told me I'm X-23. and I, It's Logan Wolverine's daughter, kind of. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. I didn't know either. I had to look it up. But then I was like, okay, Ben, this is the good one. Thank you. Wait, is that <laughs> the one in the final Wolverine where he kind of takes her... She has similar powers to him? I think so. Okay. Yes. Yes, She's a great character. She's a great yeah. character. I was when I was reading about her, I was like, Ben, thank you. <laughs> I, I made a note of it, my nerd cred. But the reason I'm asking this is because one of my very, very favorite slash complicated slash please don't get me started talking about it topics is how confusing the Marvel slash DC slash Sony universes and how it's impacted the storylines if you're looking at something like even WandaVision. Like, oh, they did that because of weird laws. (laughs) Who owns what? But they made it into a story for this. They sure did. Samantha's been with me at a Universal theme park and I'll be like, well, because of the contract, Disney can't take away the Hulk. Like, I have all these... (laughs) She does. I will go on and on and on about it. But you've been a great source for that because I'll be like, wait, wait, wait. Because <laughs> one of the rituals with one division is after I watch it, I start texting you yes. to find out why, essentially. Yes. yes. And I'm like, let me tell you about this law <laughs> between those in the 90s with Marvel and Disney and 20th Century Fox. And you're like, just tell me what's going on here. <laughs> like, just tell me what's happening. Okay. <laughs> Stephen Colbert just did a funny, because this is the Snyder Cut just came out. Yeah, And he did like a funny post-credit scene where he was trying to explain like he had all the <laughs> like bubble charts of who owns what. <laughs> it was really good. But I wanted to bring that up because we are talking about a handful of laws today unrelated to comics and <laughs> entertainment. So before we get into it, today's date is March 30th, 2021. And I think when we did this outline originally, it was like the 26th. So... A lot of things have changed and are changing. But we wanted to talk about the Equal Rights Amendment, some uh, updates on that one, and the Violence Against Women's Act, and uh, some voting stuff. So on March 17th, 2021, the U.S. House passed a joint resolution to do away with the deadline for ratifying the Equal Rights Amendment, only weeks after a federal judge ruled that it was too late that they couldn't change that. The vote was 222 to 204. In the words of California Democratic Representative Jackie Spear, there can be no expiration date on equality. It now faces a tough vote in the Senate, though. Yeah, and also the filibuster, so but we won't talk about that too much. (laughs) Yeah, and you can actually go back to our past episode on the ERA for more info. But at the beginning of 2020, Virginia became the needed 38th state to ratify it into the 28th Amendment. Opponents argue it's too late, that when the bill was originally introduced in 1972, it was set to expire in 1982, but it did not reach the ratification threshold specified, which it didn't. 
in some states over the years have attempted to withdraw their ratification, but the intent of the ERA is to legally provide protections against discrimination based on sex. And there have been, again, attempts to update it to be more inclusive in terms of gender, to encompass transgender folks, which is really, 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 really needed right now, uh, which conservatives have vehemently protested against. And now we see that as a protect our children in sports BS. Yeah. Um, And we talked a little bit about that before, but... mm. Yeah. Also on March 17th, 2021, in the wake of the Atlanta shootings that took the lives of seven women, the U.S. House voted to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act, or the VAWA, after it expired in 2019 when the Republican-controlled Senate refused to hear it. Though Congress did temporarily authorize funding to keep the programs going, in part because of the rise of domestic violence during COVID lockdowns. 172 Republicans voted against it. Only 29 Republicans voted for it. The language in it is gender neutral, and it calls for punishment of non-tribal offenders on tribal lands and improved language access. Finally. So a brief history. In 1994, this law was co-authored by then-Senator... Joe Biden, and most recently reauthorized in 2013, uh, one of several reauthorizations to broaden the protections it offered. Its purpose is to provide services like gender-based violence training, national domestic abuse hotlines, and funding for women's shelter in order to curb stalking, domestic violence, and sexual assault. Uh, when it was first introduced, it allocated $1.6 billion to these programs and also implemented a rape shield law that prohibited prosecutors from using sexual histories against women. One of the main arguments opponents have about this act has to do with the so-called boyfriend loophole, which has to do with an unrelated 1996 federal law making it illegal for people convicted of abuse against a current or former spouse from purchasing a firearm. As part of the broadening of the VAWA, boyfriends who have had a restraining order taken out against them or been convicted of stalking or sexual assault or assault against a partner or ex would be included in it instead of spouse, just spouse. According to the FBI, boyfriends are almost as likely to kill and quote, intimate partner as husbands are. And at 2019, the NRA spoke out against this act because of the boyfriend loophole. Others say they are against it because it extends protections to transgender individuals. Uh, and might as well put this like, in here, but uh, with this and the many instances of late of shootings that we've seen around the country, we know that Georgia just passed a law to make it easier to get yeah. guns, even though we just had a mass shooting mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, which is a whole other conversation. And it's still going as Colorado also had their big conversation about the NRA blocking several bills that allowed for the access to AR-15s and still accessing that. So, uh, yeah, of course, the bill isn't perfect. There are debates about how it contributes to incarceration of marginalized communities. And these conversations, again, are worth having, especially when we talk about the jail system and the incarceration system in itself. Mm -hmm. We should have this conversation because it affects those who are most likely to be victimized to begin with. But the primary objections by elected Republicans about gun rights and trans rights are at the very least ridiculous. And we're still waiting to see what the Senate will do. Again, yay, filibusters. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the reaction. Yeah, and then we we did want to touch on some voter suppression news here in our home state of Georgia on March 25th. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp passed uh, several election laws aimed at making voting more difficult, including prohibiting volunteers from handing out food and water to those in line waiting to vote. As many have rightly pointed out, 
laws that make it harder to vote, many rooted in racism, are what make the lines longer in the first place. Um, But this is one of hundreds of similar laws proposed across the country, so... Right, and Texas is just pushing theirs right now, as we were talking. They are doing the same tactics as Georgia did, in which they are producing a very large bill and pushing Mm. it through very quickly without Mm -hmm. allowing a lot of people access to it, which is what happened in Georgia. I don't know if it's public for Texans, but they're trying to get it through very quickly. And yeah, there's hundreds of proposals all over the country to suppress votes. And it's very, very obvious, even to the fact that our Secretary of State, who was such a hero at one point in time to Georgia for actually, you know, going against the president at that time saying that there's no signs of fraud and everything's right. being fine and quit stalking our people. And yet taking that narrative and pushing these new laws and saying, quote, it protects and gives more opportunity, which is BS because you just rearrange the language. And yeah, you're giving more access to those who already have access, mm-hmm. point blank. So, mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's also a very frustrating part of their argument is like, we're trying to restore faith in the voting system. Like, you're the ones that destroyed the faith in the voting system. (laughs) Right. Anyway, 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 that is definitely something we are going to keep an eye on and we need to keep an eye on when we talk about the importance of uh, local elections. This is one of the things that we're talking about. (laughs) So, yeah, those are some laws that we... I wanted to discuss in this mini episode if there are any other uh, laws or initiatives or anything else happening here around the world. We always love hearing from you listeners. What X-Men character are you? And why is it not X-Women? We've got to be more inclusive. So you're bringing it back around, huh? (laughs) Yes. I like it. If it wasn't clear, X-Men is the most complicated legally in terms of like, why is Scarlet Witch (laughs) in Marvel, but not called Scarlet Witch? Anyway, she is in X-Men Comics. I'm getting off topic. You can email us. Our email is stuffmedia.momstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times, every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. 
whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.